Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. He's the inventor of mRNA technology. He is a guy who has been so involved in everything we're facing with these jabs and with COVID and, and so much more. It's Dr. Robert Malone. Doctor, how are you? Good to see you again. Very good to see you again, Joe. You're looking healthy. I appreciate that. So are you. Incredible studio, by the way. Way, way to go. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring this up because uh, you have been so busy in the past couple of days because what you've been telling me for a very long time is all coming to fruition. We're all suddenly finding out the information we should have gotten about these shots a long time ago. And very specifically, Project Veritas just did an amazing undercover uh, investigation yeah. on a worker, a guy from Pfizer, who James O'Keefe just today, Doc, I don't know if you've seen this, has verified from Pfizer internal documents that this guy was, in fact, the, the director of research and development strategic operations, a guy named Jordan Walker. And in this yeah. undercover investigation, he talks about something I'd, I'd never heard of before. Now, you and I have talked about gain of function, where you can make a, a, a virus gain more um, uh, potency to harm people more, and then you can make some sort of a, an antidote for it, I guess. So you're actually making a gain the function of being more powerful, which is ridiculous to even think about. But he uses a term called directed evolution. Is that something? Is, is directed evolution a thing? It's a euphemism. This is tomato, tomato. These are adjacent terms, and this is more of this manipulation of language that we've experienced all the way through that George Orwell so eloquently predicted. Right. Uh, so, um, the, the subtle nuance, uh, if you want to argue this point, and this may be what Tony Fauci was following, was falling, uh, into or relying on when he was misleading in the Senate testimony that he provided. But, uh, the, um, directed evolution logic apparently is that, um, the difference is that if I am causing a virus to evolve either synthetically or through serial passage, right. um, even though I am directing it to evolve in certain places, in certain directions that I think will cause uh, changes in its function, uh, immunologically or otherwise, I'm not going to call that gain of function. I'm going to say gain of function is if I take a sequence from some other source and swap it into that virus and give it a new property, a new function that it would perform, um, then I'm going to call that gain of function. And if I'm just driving the virus to evolve to having some new functional property or being more pathogenic or more infectious, I'm going to say that's directed evolution. In a sense, directed evolution is, an, is a, really a euphemism for what I do here on the farm. When I decide to cross this mare with that stallion, I'm directing their evolution of the of the foal that produces. Okay. Um, and so it's it's really um, he's he's playing games with words uh, because the functional distinction of what he is asserting Pfizer is doing we don't have confirmation of that right uh, is. Uh, you know, is causing viruses intentionally to acquire new functional properties so that um, potentially Pfizer can get out ahead of them and develop vaccines for the new viruses that Pfizer is creating. And the logic is really the immunology, by the way, that they're talking, that the gentleman is talking about is pure garbage. Okay. Um, monkeys. Monkeys are not humans. Immunologically, they're very different. And uh, you cannot um, evolve something in a monkey under pressure of its immune system 
and uh, expect that the epitopes that are being revealed or engineered or being modified under a monkey's immune system are going to be the same as those that would evolve under the pressure of replication in humans, which is what they're trying to get out ahead of. Well, I, I actually now, saw you. I, I, saw you uh, I just want to interrupt a second. Lead. Yeah, if you don't mind, let me just interrupt a second because this is all wonderful information. So you're saying that they really can't just take a monkey and pretend it's a human and do this. But I heard you use a term humanized um, mice. Was it humanized? Yeah, that's that was what, what is was that? done in Wuhan. So you can take easily because transgenic mice are relatively easy to create. A, a graduate student can do that. Okay. Uh, you can create mice uh, that are genetically modified and breed them so that they're um, all genetically identical. This is inbred mice okay. uh, technology. And uh, you can uh, modify them so that they will, for instance, express ACE, human ACE2, um, so that then they become susceptible to a virus that has been um, selected to uh, reproduce uh, by binding to cells that express human ACE2. And, and this is what was done in Wuhan, is uh, to generate, and you can, by the way, also uh, generate mouse lines that are genetically much more like humans in terms of their immune response by inserting human um, uh, HLA genes, um, wow. the genes that control um, the immune function and, and a variety of others. Uh, so this is this is modern uh, um, technology now, uh, and it was absolutely what was deployed. And in, in basically, it was a tech transfer, as I understand it, from EcoHealth Alliance to Wuhan Institute of Virology, involving providing these mice that often take they can take years to produce these lines and characterize them and and you know get them to be breeding true. Uh, so. Um, it's, it's not a, you know, you can't just go to the bench and decide that next Tuesday I'm going to have a mouse like this. Right. Right. So, uh, so that's, but the monkeys, we don't have that tech monkeys, uh, don't, don't breed like mice do. We don't have, uh, inbred monkeys. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, there's, I'm sure somebody in the world is doing transgenic monkeys, but I don't know who that is, and it's right. not mainstream, and it's not it's not cost effective, and it's just not part of their research portfolio. What they do is they go get um, uh, African greens and import them into whatever the facility is. Uh, you know, you can get them. There's some islands down in the Caribbean where they run wild and and you know prey on tourists' ice cream cones. Right, that's right. Uh, we and and so they scoop them up and and uh, sell them off to. Uh, University of Texas or whoever uh, to uh, to do their studies and and presumably to Pfizer. That's I'm just mentioning that particular species because right. it happens to be one that I believe is susceptible to this virus and that's being used by my colleagues that are doing this kind of research work. Um, it is uh, so. I want to re I want to represent who you are in case people are just now tuning in. It's Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology. Follow him, R.W. Malone, M.D., on just about all the social media. Back on Twitter, too, which I'm glad about. Go to maloneinstitute.org is one website, or rwmalonemd.substack.com, and go check that out. When we saw this, this undercover video with Jordan Walker, the Pfizer Director, Research and Development Strategic Operations, he, he admitted a few things that they were considering or already doing um, this sort of uh, testing and uh, to gain a function, direct uh, evolution, whatever they're calling it, to mutate in-house 
the, the coronavirus, he used the term coronavirus, he also admitted that they knew that the original COVID-19 was a lab leak. We found out a lot in, in that undercover video, didn't we? That, there's a lot of, of information packed in there, and, uh, and a lot of that information has to do with body language and tone. Um, yes. The, the casualness that he has in discussing these rather shocking things like um, just the casual admission that uh, Pfizer has corrupted the regulatory apparatus of the United States, and, and, and he's very glib about it. They called it a revolving uh, door. Yeah, and and um, I think as I, you know, Tucker was picking at this last night, and and uh, it just occurred to me as he was talking about it. Well, we have the perfect example of that with Scott Gottlieb, um, exactly. where he resigned from uh, serving or was resigned as uh, head of the FDA, took a two-month vacation, and I think it was the board of directors of Pfizer that he joined. Right. And then what makes him particularly interesting as an exemplar is that uh, we have from the Twitter files the records that uh, Brett Gior, who was at the same time uh, an assistant secretary of HHS, so a couple ranks above Scott Gottlieb, and uh, you know somebody who has deep, deep uh, direct bench experience in biodefense and uh, leadership experience at the University of Texas and others for years. Uh, he's, he's one of the top leaders in the United States in, in the biodefense sector. So, so Brett Gioris tweets out that uh, we should respect natural immunity and, and it's powerful and effective. And Scott Gottlieb calls into Twitter, apparently, and says this tweet needs to be taken down. It's misleading. It's wow. going to interfere. Um, so he's basically correcting somebody who is much more senior and much more experienced, but who is saying something that's not in the business interest of Pfizer, who's employing Scott Gottlieb at the point. That, that in a nutshell, illustrates the problem that we've got right now. And, and what do we do about it? Should the DOJ investigate Pfizer now? I noticed, doctor, that nobody at Pfizer is denying anything that Jordan Walker said on these tapes. Nobody but nobody is even saying that. They try to pretend yeah, like it so, didn't work there. But what should happen now? So that's that's one of the other key stories here is how profoundly powerful Pfizer is in uh, influencing Google, uh, influencing um, the corporate media. Uh, the Tucker hit was the only one that has been, uh, you know, went mainstream. The Daily Mail published something, one of the largest publications in the world, right. and it was immediately taken down. Mm-hmm. You can only find it in the archives. And uh, what I found fascinating was, like what happened when I said uh, mass formation psychosis on Rogan a year ago, Google, as this started to trend, the searching for Pfizer and Veritas, for instance, or the name of the young physician, uh, Google uh, immediately started putting up notices saying these results are changing rapidly and they made it virtually impossible to search those terms. Uh, so manual uh, modification of search results. Meanwhile, and this all happened within hours. Yeah, it was almost immediate, right? Within hours, they had scrubbed all of the information about this young physician off the web, including out of uh, the Wayback Machine. Amazing. And then, I mean, this is coordinated. Then they turned around and you saw a flood of bots and trolls promoting the logic that this was all fake news, uh, that this was some sort of a ploy that had been deployed against uh, Veritas and me. Um, 
that we've all been fooled. This person doesn't actually exist. He's not a real physician, uh, blah, blah, blah. And um, fortunately, uh, people are getting wise to this. And uh, when the story first broke, a bunch of folks, you know, the usual kind of self-assembling Internet army, went out and grabbed everything they could having to do with this guy, including pictures of him in slide decks from when he was in medical school, right. and blah, blah, blah. It's all coming out now. Uh, and, and screenshots from his LinkedIn profile, which, of course, was immediately wiped. And uh, I, I received things that I chose not to post, even though people were busy yammering that this was all fake news. Um, uh, because I have... Uh, things have been sent to me. I, I could completely dox this guy in terms of his phone numbers and his email right. addresses and all that kind of stuff. It was readily available. Um, and so this is, I, I, I think that one of the stories here that's not being covered very well uh, by the, you know, the alternative media that is able to talk about it at all is the power of Pfizer. Now, Tucker Carlson last night, I think, did a good job kind of opening the door to that and right. talking about how much money Pfizer pumps in, but um, the power of Pfizer to completely control the internet, to scrub the internet within hours, um, to memory hole everything, a term uh, invented by George Orwell, uh, appropriately, yep. is it's profound. The other one, if you'll allow me, Joe, Please. that's, that's the, the very lead that I mentioned on um, Tucker last night, when if you step back from the titillating details of a slightly inebriated uh, young immature physician uh, who is apparently um, gay and is hitting on a, a reporter who used to work for Pfizer, who he apparently thinks is attractive. Right. Um, uh, if you if you I mean, all that kind of hits you in your face and in the. The dynamics of of the gentleman's complete lack of empathy uh, and all of that, um, but then if you step back and and say to yourself, what's really going on here? What it, in my mind, represents is uh, a inadvertent acknowledgement that Pfizer senior executive group. Remember, this guy is I think two or three down from Borla. Right. Um, he is. He's not just a director. He's a worldwide director of Pfizer strategic for mRNA vaccines. You know, mic drop, boom. Right. This is this is the guy that they've put in. And by the way, uh, not to uh, get too politically incorrect, um, I think this is the consequence of Pfizer drinking the ESG water. ESG Kool-Aid. Well, I can't disagree with you, and I want to I want to say why I agree with you, not that you asked, but in the follow-up video where he attacks James O'Keefe and breaks the iPad and everything else, he first says, I was lying, I was on a date, and then he says, I'm surrounded by white people, as he's talking yeah. on the phone to the police. It shows a complete lack of, of self-awareness. It shows a complete immaturity, as you brought up, yeah. and it shows that possibly this hire was one Pfizer should have thought about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think this is this is uh, Larry Fink has inadvertently uh, uh, torpedoed <laughs> Pfizer. Yes, exactly right. But, so I think that's the point but, you were trying to make. Well, no, the other one is that this is a implicit acknowledgement that their product is not is failing. That's it for part one of my special interview with Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology. Part two next hour right here on the Joe Pag Show. 
Joe Pags. Great to have you. I appreciate you stopping by. That was part one with Dr. Malone. We will get into part two where he continues about the revolving door over at Pfizer, about how um, Anthony Fauci is a serial liar. We, we also continue um, talking about, all right, what do you do if you got the mRNA technology injected into your body and you now fear the ramifications? Can you do something about it? He, he says something that I didn't expect. Okay, he says he's actually been injected. Mm-hmm which I found surprising, but it's a good thing for those who have been injected because now he's trying to see what he can do about the, the side effects right. that clearly we all know happen now. So we'll talk, again, don't miss that next hour. Uh, if you're listening live, it's 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you're listening on delay, and many stations do, and that's fine, it's the bottom of hour number two. You'll get part two, my interview with, uh, with Dr. Malone. I also have, a, yes, Carrie, I have a parody next hour. Awesome. Yes. Well, I said earlier in the week that I would do one this week, and uh-huh. I wanted to do a country song because as much as country's not my favorite music, jazz is, mm-hmm. uh, people seem to think that I do country pretty well. Really? So I went ahead okay. and I ruined a, a, ruined a Blake, uh, Blake Shelton song. Oh, I may not know this one then. Don't know no, you do. It's, it's a song that I think Michael Buble also did. Okay. Hmm. You'll probably know it. Mm-hmm. It's about documents and where they were found. Wait. Yeah, I, I can tell. The anticipation so is palpable yeah. with you. So I'll have a parody next hour. Make sure you stick around for that. We'll also play the game. Will KJP answer a question? Mm. And there's a twist. Will KJP blame Republicans for the bad border and the bad economy? <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, <laughs> That's another does. game. Okay. It's another game. It's a okay. game of sweep of the nation. All right. Okay. Uh, part two next hour with Dr. Malone. A PAGS party next hour. whole lot more, including your phone calls at 888-941-7247. 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. Scroll down, click on contact. Keep it here. Joe Pags.